Hey everyone, welcome to the Withering Effect, episode 168. Today's date is February 15th, 2023, and I am Duds, or Duds versus known to the rest of the interwebs. And I'm Jimbo, you may know me as Jimbo Slice 23 This month, we have a guest, co-founder and CEO of Bisect Hosting, Max Podkins. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Did he butcher your last name? No, it's fine. It sounded like I butchered it. <laughs> Halfway through it, I went, oh, God, I can't remember if it was right. Yeah, we went over this ahead of time, so I had to make sure I get, got that right. But uh, before we start, would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and what it is you do? Yeah, of course. As you mentioned, one of the co-founders and the CEO of Bisect Hosting, the CEO part feels very silly to say every time for some reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're a hosting company. We started only hosting Minecraft servers, but now we do like 21 total different games. Wow. And we have 19 locations at this point. When we started, we only had one, Dallas, Texas, and now we're kind of all over the place. Mm. You're available in like Europe? Yeah, US, Europe. We have location in Australia. We have a location in Singapore, and then in South America, we're in uh, Brazil. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, so pretty much, you know, no matter where the customer lives, they should be able to find a server that has a low latency for them. Nice. When I started the Comicraft SMP, we did the one in Virginia. I think it was Ashland, Virginia, maybe? Yeah. It was awesome. We had no latency at all. It was great. I loved it. And that's why when you... Your people had reached out about the show. I I got excited because I've always used Bisect and I've loved every minute of them. This is a good guest for me. This is this is an excitement time for me. Yeah, when they passed that information down to me, I was. It's always really exciting to see when you know, especially if somebody who had a server with us for a very long time, mm-hmm. because some customers definitely come and go. You know, some they might start a server for their friends. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody gets lazy, kind of falls it falls apart. So being able to see or like coming across customers or somebody that's been using it for a very long time is actually is like really exciting for me. <laughs> I remember the the first week I had to serve with you guys. I actually crashed it because I was spawning in too many iron golems messing around. As you should. Oh, way to go. <laughs> As, as we showed, I wanted to see, like, how far can I really push this thing? And I remember getting, getting the note. It's like, hey, hey, um, maybe we shouldn't do this. <laughs> Took it to the limit. But I think, you know, any time has anyone has, if you're a server owner role or like anywhere close to it, you will test these things. I remember. Oh, yeah. You know, when I had my server, I would, and then I'd discovered world edit so i would troll people i would go and like delete somebody's house or something Mm -hmm. and i'd be like just kidding here you go undo but you know undo sometimes doesn't work (laughs) yeah the the amount of tools you guys had set us up with were through the roof and i remember me and my mods and admins and stuff because at the time we were like just about anyone can join. Like you put in an application, you didn't have to be a content creator. If you just want to play Minecraft fun, you could play on the server. And obviously every once in a while, you do get the trolls who don't mean to just prank and have fun. They're there to harm and stuff. And a lot of the admin stuff you guys hooked us up with was amazing. And anytime the server would go down, we'd send an email. And I'm talking like within an hour, we were back up and running full steam ahead. It was great. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, it's fun in games when it's between friends messing around, but there's definitely people that will try to come in and, you know, cause havoc on your server. So we always recommend to definitely, if it's a private server, to have it whitelisted. Oh, yeah. Right. Because if it's just you and your friends, you know, you only want for them to have access and no one else. And if you have a public server, just giving people building rights by default is usually a very bad idea. Mm Mm-hmm. And especially because, like, you know, sometimes we'll have customers like, oh, hey, like, these random people joined my server where they come from. Well, it's from because we use, we have to reuse IP addresses. So that IP address was probably at some point Mm -hmm. on somebody else's server because I don't know if you guys know, like, Minecraft uses, like, IPv4, and we ran out of those addresses a very long time ago. Oh, wow. So, you know, like every address that's been assigned has been assigned. So there's no, mm-hmm. you know, there's no new ones. 
So we can't just recycle addresses. Yeah. We had a whitelisting application process, and the amount of people who would fake an application just to get approved to join there, just to mess up someone else's fun, was through the roof. Yeah, people, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, it's... People crazy. There's certainly better ways to spend your time, but, you know, if that's how you yeah. choose to do it, that's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. But even, yeah, even if it's whitelisted and it's, you know, public still, I, I feel like giving people building rights immediately is uh, not a great idea. Unless you have really good systems in place just for, you know, re- restoring people's builds and everything. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, like, that's what's so great about Minecraft, I think, in the first place, and especially, like, the community. Like, without Minecraft community, it wouldn't be the most popular game in the world. For sure. Because you have so many talented individuals that have created, you know, thousands of these plugins Mm -hmm. that allow you to customize your server any way you want it. And then especially the ones that created, like, permission plugins and just Mm-hmm. plugins that help you you know that log all the changes in a server and allow you to roll back things you know one block at a time it's it's insane yeah i remember your guys were like hey you should probably run spigot because i'm seeing your server and this would be perfect for it oh and then it gives you access to this 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 this, this. and it's like oh okay yeah we want all of that it was great oh did you just start it with uh vanilla yeah just straight up vanilla uh and yeah, vanilla performance is not great. No. The game has been getting better, but, you know, the default performance is almost has been getting worse. Just Yeah. If you compare, you know, RAM usage of Minecraft servers, you know, like 1.7 and before, mm-hmm. or like 1.7.10 and like 2 now, it's, it's, uh, it's so much higher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. I think I have like 20 mods in my Minecraft folder. And 17 of them are probably dedicated to performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't have old computer. Like, this is a newer computer. It's beefy and can do all the things, can render videos really fast. But yet Minecraft struggle. Mm-hmm. Blocky game. They have a... <laughs> Crazy blocky game. Extended the, not the render distance, distance, but the world block height and level. Yeah. So there's so much being rendered in. Mm-hmm. now especially with that new update oh yeah when when that came up we were like uh we need to like make sure this is all gonna be fine mm-hmm. because it, it renders so much more right and again i feel like most of the improvements for performance that happened came from plugin developers and the community i, I know mojang has been making more efforts like more recently mm-hmm. in the last like year and a half but you know still i think everybody's Everybody's dream is for Minecraft servers to fully utilize like multi-core performance. Yes. But I don't know if that'll ever happen just because of how it's coded. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, that's that's what me and Jimbo have been trying for. So we run AMD processors for the multi because rendering videos quicker and all that stuff. But we know if you run an Intel processor, it actually runs Minecraft a lot better because of that single thread performance. It's like, uh, you got to pick your battle. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta pick and choose your battles. I mean, you you guys. Uh, I mean, it's it's you're still doing it. Like you know, just because you have different CPUs, like yes, you know, they you could say one's better than the other, but like at the end of the day, if it's single thread, as long as they're you know the clock speed is up there. Mm-hmm. But even that, you can overclock it, have you know the most insane clock speed of your processor, and no matter what you have, it you know it's still eventually gonna struggle because the the game's the definite bottleneck. Mm-hmm. I think a couple years ago, maybe a year ago, Linus did a video where they built like the ultimate Minecraft server, and it was like I think I've seen that. Yeah, the most ridiculous CPU, like RAM, uh, insane, like insanely quick mm-hmm. SSD or like NVMe they used, and it, it was pretty impressive. Like he was, you know, he was flying around pretty quickly, and the load, the world was loading really quick. But then as soon as they up the, you know, the render distance, the view distance of the server mm-hmm. higher, it just like, even that just started to immediately struggle. Wow. God forbid they put shaders on. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But imagine, you know, being us where we have oh yeah thousands of customers, which, you know, majority of them don't know any of this. So <laughs> anytime 
an issue happens, like we just get blamed, which is, you know, it's fine. We're used to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably got the finger pointed at you a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, I would say probably 95 or more percent of the issues that happen, they're either with, you know, the game's mechanics, Mm -hmm. either like performance issue with Minecraft itself, then you can have an issue with a plugin or a mod if you're running a modded server. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you have a game that was created by one party, then you have server software, you know, like Spigot, Paper, that were created by yep. massive teams of uh, other developers, because, like, you know, you have a lot of people contributing to that. And then on top of that, then you have plugins that were made by many other people. And then, you know, when you mix it all together, it's not always going to play nice. Yeah, I think we've found our groove with Fabric now. That's our main. That's what you guys use? Yeah, for just about everything, including performance. I thought Fabric would, I mean, it's, it has certainly has gotten way more popular than it used to be in the mm-hmm. last, you know, like, what, year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought it would, you know, blow up a lot more than it did because there is a lot of performance advantages to it. Oh, yeah. What do you got? Do you just have a, like a custom modded server or do you place a certain mod pack? It's mostly vanilla. Oh, okay. And on most of the, the Fabric mods are performance got it <laughs> but it allows us to do to do certain things like custom models and stuff like that we try to be as vanilla as possible it's a very storytelling content creator server okay so anything we can do to enhance the story whether it be models or mm-hmm. making certain things do certain things outside of the game we do but for the most part we don't go much deeper than that yeah models are super cool for that for what you're trying to do because it's not only you know you have mods that can change the game completely but now you can have models you know that Mm -hmm. you can add literally whatever your imagination wants to the game oh yeah it's it's so cool again like this the community is insane like i don't know any other game that has you know that's been as popular for as long and has as big of a community that's just dedicated to just creating so much content and not even you know one on one side you have all the developers created all these things and on the other side you have the content creators mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all the youtubers streamers and all of that it's it's wild yeah crazy is you you think you've seen everything until someone makes something different just blows your mind does something with one block that you've just never seen before exactly yeah before we go too far though jimbo yes you can get a discount on your own Minecraft server through our partnership with Bisect Hosting. Max is offering our community 25% off any game server for their first month. This is for new clients only. Visit bisecthosting.com TWE and use the code TWE at checkout to receive the discount. I wanted to throw it in there. We're like 15 minutes in the show. We've already been chatting like crazy. Thank you so much for that, by the way. Yeah, not a problem, man. Happy to do it, especially that you guys are, you know, the product and service. So that's always really nice. One question we want to get on to before we hop into the news is we had discussed this pre-show, but any behind the scenes things you can talk about that you guys are working on? Yeah, I mean, more recently, this is already out, but we just added three more locations and a location in around Seattle, Chicago and Atlanta, which is really nice, really expands. Mm-hmm. That gives customers a couple more options on the West Coast. We're doing a ton of work behind the scenes on a control panel mm-hmm. because we currently use Multicraft. If you were to look at it, though, and compare it to Multicraft as it comes from the developers, you would not be able to tell it's Multicraft. We poured you know, thousands of development hours into it to make it much better, easier to use. Mm-hmm. But it's still very limited because there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, obfuscated and we can't edit or change or so we're kind of stuck so we are uh working on a different solution and right now it's kind of a mess because we have three different control panels we have one for you know our budget servers premium servers and one for all the other games but you know sometime this year hopefully by mid-year we'll have brand new control panel which will ease a lot of these things and it's going to be so much better than the current one Nice. If you're hyping on this control, because I remember that being one of the things that drew me to Bisect was the control panel was easier to use than some of the others. So if it's going to get even easier to use, then yeah, great. Yeah, it's great now. But the problem is, 
again, like we've added so many things to it. Mm -hmm. You can definitely tell that it wasn't like planned from the beginning because again, it's not something we developed ourselves. We just kept adding to it, you know, features that we thought it was missing. Mm -hmm. So you can kind of add is just stuff just kind of been thrown on top of each other, which is, you know, that's all we could have really done. But with this new one, we actually, you know, now we have kind of a list. Oh yeah, of everything we want, what we and we know what we want it to be. So we're kind of starting from scratch, which is great. Clean slate. Yeah, perfect. Another thing that's very exciting, which is public now, also, but literally public as of as of today. Where do you guys usually get your models for your server? Oh, I go to Jess or Arrington. <laughs> they're just they're just server mates. I'm like, hey, could you could you make this? Uh, okay, that's awesome. And I think they're doing it. Uh, what program is it? Blockbench. Blockbench, yeah. Do you know the the vendor model marketplace, mcmodels.net? No, uh, I'm not too familiar. Basically, if you're a model maker, you can list your models there and then for anyone in the community to buy, uh, which is great because it opens it up for so many different people. Well, we actually just acquired the website because the person who, you know, who's baby project it was has been extremely busy and the website has a lot of potential because you guys know like using models is really awesome oh yeah but there's not a, a lot of awareness to models like i think most like micro players don't even know you can do all these cool things mm -hmm. so we're hoping to you know kind of get a lot more exposure to uh that world for like our customers and just like everyone in the community in general hopefully to make it easier our partners on it are mythic mobs guys so we're like super excited to work with them on this yeah awesome that does sound cool that's perfect let's hop into the news real quick because we do have a big snapshot that just came out today like yeah jimbo and i have barely been able to review and look over it we've got some of the the big things but we haven't been able to break down deeper let's start with archaeology that's back yeah. That got announced last week. Yeah, it was announced a few days ago, I want to say. Mm -hmm. And now it's in the snapshot. Yeah, so the pots, the vases, if you want to call it, are back where you can do the custom sides. It looks so much better than it did in that previewing of it before. And granted, we were always told that these were just placeholder models and textures. And the final, the final ones are very good. I really like those. Mm -hmm. And there's not, you don't find them at an archaeology site as of right now. You know, you find them at the uh, Desert Temple and Desert Well. Desert Temple, I think you can find them at the wells, yeah. So we're giving the wells some love finally. Mm -hmm. How long have I been asking for that? And I like the fact that they're using the desert for these. Yeah. Because the desert is pretty barren. There's not much there. Now we have camels mm -hmm. and we have archaeology. So livens it up a little bit. I'm glad now it's like super, you know, this is as, as official as it can be too. Because I know before people, you know, it was mostly rumored, but no more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they took it out and we didn't ever, I at least didn't know if they were ever bringing it back. So it, it's good to see that they brought it back. Yeah. I remember specifically telling Jimbo, oh, that's not coming back. It's gone. And here it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you got to look for something called Suspicious Sand. It's a little different. Yeah. To get the pot textures. The brush is back, so you sweep away. Yeah, you don't need copper to make this like before. It's just two sticks and three string, so pretty easy. Oh, nice. I did a, I started a world in the new snapshot just to see what it was like, mm -hmm. and I actually ran into a temple, went into creative real quick and grabbed the brush, and uh, it's a pretty cool animation. Yeah. You brushed a block. I think I got a diamond, an emerald, and one of those, what is it? Is it a shard? Yeah. I think you could call it. I think, I think you call it a shard. Yeah, it was the skull one. Found three blocks inside the temple. Nice. That I could brush away. Yeah, there's different varieties of things you can get, which is pretty cool. You can mix them with bricks if you don't want to put a design on every side. I don't know if you can craft an entire blank one. I think you can from the pictures I've seen, but I don't know. Yeah, I missed it. I remember to craft it, you used to have to put it above a fire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like a campfire and let it go. It would harden. I don't know if you do that now. Yeah, some things have changed, but I'm just glad they're bringing it back. The sniffer is coming to 120. Mm -hmm. I think we originally were thinking it was coming a little bit later on the next one because of how long the LA took to come. But yeah, sniffer's coming, bringing its ancient seeds 
and flowers with it. Yeah, and we got to see the new flower. I haven't seen the new flower yet. It's called, it's like a torch flower. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I can find that. I know the name of it, and I was flipping through, and I couldn't find any pictures of it real quick, because I was trying to read the notes from the snapshot, and I didn't focus in on too many images, but it, it'll be a surprise to me. I was watching Exuma Void's video. He goes over the snapshot. That's how I get a lot of the information. Oh, it's pretty. For the snapshot. And he mentioned one key point. It's called a torch flower. I feel like it should give off light. And that's what he was saying. I agree. Oh. Yes. How cool would it be to have a flower that actually emitted light? Yeah, even if it's just like light level seven or something. Yeah, doesn't have to be anything crazy. With the, with the new lighting effects and spawn stuff, that, that I would like that. Yeah, another thing I did was spawn two sniffers, mm -hmm. and uh, I didn't try to breed them. I, I wasn't sure. I didn't catch how you bred them. Uh, torch flower. With the flower, that's how you breed them? I'm pretty sure. Okay. At least that's, I think that's what I read. Also read you couldn't tame them. Okay, that sounds right. I guess they're free to roam. Yeah. Really wish I could ride one, though. That'd be really cool. <laughs> that would be cool probably fit four people on them they're pretty massive yeah, right that's what i was just gonna say like for when they first kind of were announcing him to where you know you first see it in game mm -hmm. it's it's so much bigger than i thought it was right mm -hmm. they're huge yeah they're pretty massive is it actually two blocks tall i think you can see over it a little bit okay so not quite player height i'm not positive I don't know. I'm looking at these. Well, actually, one picture I'm looking at, the player is actually shorter than its back. Hmm. Ooh. Maybe I was a block above. I'm not positive. I think it might be... Uh, taller than two? Taller, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I kind of lost interest when they didn't dig up any seeds. I sat there for like 10 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> dig up a seed. <laughs> yeah, they were sniffing around for a good while. Love the animation. Yeah. The animations are so cool. They lay down on their belly. Uh, yeah. Like, what? I'm gonna lose it when that happens. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe that's the difference in height between it's next to the player when it's laying down versus standing. Maybe. Maybe. And finally, the big one that was just announced yesterday, the Cherry Blossom biome. Yeah, I was, uh, didn't expect this. Me either. One of the things I did not ex expect. Yeah, this has to be one of the most requested tree other than a palm tree in the game. Yeah, probably right. Palm trees would look weird in Minecraft. How would you even do that? Oh, you can't say that. I build so many palm trees. <laughs> yeah, we make them. Yeah, we've got a lot of palm trees around our base. It would be strange to see them grow, I guess. Yeah. Like, what am I thinking? Uh, random growth, I guess. I just looked up a palm tree in Minecraft. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. That's not how I was imagining it, but I'm also a terrible builder. I, you know, most, <laughs> my base was always in a cave, <laughs> never in a nice house. <laughs> That's me. Like, if you were to see my latest episodes, all I do is I find a big cliff face, put a nice facade on the front, and then I just dig inside. Go into your hole. I, I would always spend more time on, like, my storage and, instead of uh, the actual house. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep, same here. I spent two weeks designing my storage room to be just right for the entire season. Mm -hmm. I love storage rooms. It's like playing Sims. You're like, all right, 30 hours in, building a house, time to start a new one, not actually play the game. <laughs> exactly. Mm -mm. So behind the scenes, I went to school for architecture. Oh. Yeah, when I came out of school, there were no architecture jobs. It was the 09, just recession. So oh, yeah. I've gone on and I've done other stuff. Never came back to architecture, but that bug has always lived inside of me and my friend was like, well, you should play Minecraft because you would actually understand some of the building mechanics and stuff. Sure enough, yeah, that rubs off on me. And I, I just started building things and building things. And then I got a job as an electrical technician for industrial VFDs and stuff. And they didn't have money to send me to school to learn it. They just had one of their technicians teaching me. And he found out that I played Minecraft. And to learn a lot of these circuits that were on these drives and stuff, he taught me through Minecraft because his kids played Minecraft. He, he understood the electrical circuits through Redstone. Hmm. So he used Redstone to teach me elect industrial electronics. And it, it's just, it's a great game. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's so many educational aspects to it, especially like, you know, getting into Redstone, like learning all the gates and everything is, mm -hmm. can, you can learn a ton. Oh, yeah. But even like 
you know, some players turn server owners like either like, oh, plugin configuration file. Let me look at that. I've never seen this. And it mm-hmm. goes and then, you know, four months later, they're like coding their own plugins in Java. Oh, yeah. So as an architect, would you use the new Cherry Blossom Wood? What do you think of that? No, I wouldn't. I'm not a big fan of the pink wood. Yeah, especially because cherry blossom, cherry wood, as I know it, is not pink. But maybe I'm thinking of a different. I don't know the tree obviously very well. Texture wise, in game, I like the flowers. I think they should be a bit more trans transparent. Yeah, a little bit see through. They don't really fit with the other leaves. But I use the bushy leaf texture. I really like the 3D effect that gives off. To me, I kind of compare it to purper. Purper is a great block, but it's one I've never been able to use correctly. And I feel cherry blossom trees are going to be the same way to me. It's a great block, but it, I, me personally, I'm not going to be able to use it very well. Yeah, now that I'm looking at it, it's more like a... Yeah, it's purple. Well, it, it's kind of got a lot of peach in there. Oh, you're talking about... Yeah, it, the unstripped log, though, is like straight up purple. Oh, yeah. That's a hard... The log, yeah. But then again... I always thought I'd have a little bit of trouble with the uh, warped wood from the nether, mm-hmm. but I use that stuff all the time now, so maybe maybe that changes. It's it's still brown on the outside, though. People might use it as like accent blocks where you, you know, depending on how you place it, so you can only see like the pinkish middle. Yeah. And, and the outside still looks brown, so it kind of fits with other wood, but I don't know. There's people People will come up with a way to use it, and it's going to look really nice i'm sure 100 percent, yeah i was just about to say the same thing normally when a new block comes out that we're not a fan of somebody makes it popular yeah they immediately build something and go see it can be used like yeah okay you're right Mm -hmm. the fact that it's got stairs and slabs great you can make a roof out of this and roofs can be difficult to do i will say it probably works really well with jungle wood I could see that. It's more of a peach color. I will say the flower carpet. I think that's what they're calling it. I'm excited to use those. I can't wait for that. And also the leaves, they give off a uh, like an ambient... Yeah, a little particle drop. Yeah, particles. I couldn't tell if it, that was the leaves or if it was just the biome. It was the leaves. Are you sure? Because you know people will call us out on this. Call me out. <laughs> that's what I saw when I was exploring the... Cherry blossom. I did find one of these, and uh, yeah, there's flowers everywhere. And I look up, and I was looking at the particles and making sure I saw where these things were coming from. And yeah, it was it was coming below the leaves. But the big question is, if you shear these leaves off and you take them to a different biome and place them and place them, do you still get the same particle? Right. Yeah, I didn't do much testing, just wandering. Well, I mean, we really didn't have a lot of time. Right. I mean, I got home, ate dinner. And then we were already getting in a call, getting everything ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but with these three new things, it's actually looking like a an update. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm more excited about it, along with like the armor trims, things that we didn't know about during the reveal. Don't forget jukeboxes. Yeah, they got the redstone update everyone's been asking for. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I might actually use that in my base. Yeah, they don't have the. What is it? How they filter out of the jukebox, just into the jukebox. I thought you could hopper them out. No, you can't hopper them out as of right now. What? Maybe. Uh, you know what? Might get called out for that. Yeah, if you have a dispenser that shoves a disc into the jukebox that already has a disc in it, it would filter the previously playing disc out. Yeah, as well, what I was seeing was if you right click on the jukebox, the disc comes out and not into the hopper below, but maybe when the disc is done playing, it might filter out. Do you have any idea what they're going to call this update? I always thought they said the Express Yourself update. Mm, I don't know if that was official. <laughs> I don't know if it's official either, but that's what I've been calling it. Yeah, he said that was kind of along the lines of the theme. Definitely get that with the, the archaeology, with the pottery, and the trim, especially the armor trim. This was the final feature release for 120. They went ahead and they mentioned that in the blog post for the snapshot today. So no new features will come. I'm sure we'll get something new later. That's just kind of an add-on to what we've already seen. Yeah, I was hoping for another mob. But we got camels and sniffer. I was hoping for maybe one more. 
Hey, you get what you vote for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you voted for Copper Golem. Right. I'm seeing a lot of those tweets now about people wishing they would have changed their vote to Copper Golem. I think I'm one of those people. Poor Lay. Anyways, let's move on to our last episode uh, question. And we wanted to know what you guys thought about armor trims. Most of the people on Spotify said they are a great addition for customizing your armor. And most of the people on YouTube were tied. <laughs> we had... Yeah, between a lot of... Yeah, three of the options were picked. And it wasn't great addition. It was too hard to find the template. It's the right balance between effort and reward and should affect gameplay, i.e. gold trims keeping piglins from attacking you. How you guys voted on all of those and tied three of them, I don't know, but mm -hmm. it happened. Yeah, less votes on YouTube also than Spotify. This is true. Spotify almost had 100 votes. Yeah. But we have a listener comment. This one's from awesam2399, and... This is for Max, and they say, would you say there's any particular advantages to hosting versus just starting a realm? Tons. A lot of advantages to self-hosting. If you just want to, like, vanilla Minecraft, super easy with just, like, a few people, realms are obviously super easy to do. But then on realms, you're limited. You know, you can't, you know, it's either two or up to ten players. That's it. You can't pick your own location, so you don't really know where they're sticking your server. I believe they use AWS still, so I'm sure, you know, they have a lot of great locations, but again, you don't know. And for Minecraft, most of the time, it doesn't really matter, you know, on the latency. It's, it's, but obviously, the farther you get, it could matter, especially like in PvP situations, but general gameplay, not really. Mm -hmm. But then you're also limited what you can do. Like, you can't install any mods, you can't install any plugins. So, like, all the stuff we talked about earlier about if you have a public server, keeping it protected and everything is, you know, kind of out the door with that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you never never get to experience the modded side of things, which there are so many mod packs. And, you know, if you if you think plugins change the game a lot or with mod packs, it's like, you know, you're you're playing completely different games and stories that people have created. Yeah, modern Minecraft's always been a huge part of the creator community for a long time. And it's definitely ramping up again, content. So there's a lot of people watching their favorite YouTuber play modded version, and they're trying to jump in and do it, doing it with their friends. Can't just do that on Realms. Right. Yeah, there's, it's just customization. Like, ease of use, yes. But, like, if you want even, you know, an ounce of customization, like, you, you definitely, you're not going to be happy with it. Mm -hmm. I think another huge thing is, like, for us, like, it's support has been like our priority since day one. And like we said earlier, you know, you run into many issues with just Minecraft and all these things. And if you run into issues with realms, like Mojang is not going to get back to you in 15 minutes. We will. Mm -hmm. So if you have an issue, you know, it could be resolved much quicker. Yeah. Like if uh, on the realms Reddit, there's so many posts of like people asking others for help. Because, you know, it's because they don't really have anywhere else to go. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for those comments. But let's, let's move on to Creator Clash. We're going to start by announcing this month's winner for Creator Clash. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about last month's. This time, you guys were choosing between a hammer data pack, which allowed you to mine quicker. The Terralith Overworld Evolved data pack which added new biomes and such and then the waystones data pack which would add fast travel to your world and the winner of creator clash is waystones this is the one i wanted to win so badly yeah i was so happy to see it so in my single player world i use command blocks to already do this <laughs> because th this world was created before the nether update and i was like well i don't want to travel through the nether until the nether update hits and i just never went back <laughs> i still use these little command blocks like i've buried command blocks deep underground and i have a little button that activates redstone so when i want to go to my mining desert i travel out to basically waystone island 
which is like a couple hundred blocks away, but it allows me to fast travel to different places in the overworld. And when I saw this data pack, I went, oh, I want to try this so much to see if it's better than the thing I have set up. Yeah, and I I did a little research on it ahead of time, and it is exactly what it is. It's You find, I think it's an egg, mm-hmm. a modded egg, and uh, it creates a waystone to where you can go place to place, you know, like you mentioned, fast way to travel. But the way it was implemented into the game, it's very Minecrafty. Yeah. Like, it looks like something, I, I would like it to be a little more rare mm-hmm. to find. I'm not sure how rare it was when they found it on the, maybe it was just an example. But uh, yeah, I love the way it's used in the game. It's very Minecrafty. So like the last Creator Clash, I'll end up doing a live stream where we do this on stream. But we also have a question for Max. It goes, how can you configure and edit your mod packs with Bisect Hosting? We make it really easy to install and update mod packs. I think at this point we have close to 800 mod packs Mm -hmm. that can be just installed with a few clicks automatically. And then when those the developers of those mod packs release updates, you'll actually be notified in the control panel. There's an update. You could literally just then select the new version, click save, press restart, and then the mod packs going to be updated. So we make that process super easy because again, you know, mod packs are so awesome with Minecraft, but for so many, it could be so intimidating because, you know, you have to yeah. Just upload the files yourself. Not everybody's comfortable with doing that or like you're placing them in the wrong location. This just does it all for you. And then as far as just configuring stuff again, you know, we have, if you're an advanced user, you have your favorite FTP client, you can use that. But we also have a super awesome online file manager with like a really great text editor. So you can edit stuff right in the panel without, you know, having to download anything else, which again, makes it much easier, especially for those that never hosted before, just not familiar with uh, mm-hmm. any kind of hosting. Yeah. And like I said, when we were running CommonCraft, we used Spigot or whatever. And sure enough, yeah, it, we just get a little blip and we know that it was time to update and everything was good to go. And we just restarted the server. And it, again, it worked like a champ every time. I loved it. It was real easy. Yeah. It's, uh, no, it's, it's, it's great. I think that's where we shine again. Our even if you, you know, and if we don't have a mod pack you want or like you run into whatever issue, like we're happy to install whatever mod pack you want for you. Oh, that's cool. We're, we're never going to tell a customer, hey, you know, like that's, this is not, this is not on our end. Google it, figure it out on your own. Like no matter, no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. No matter what it is, we'll help them out. Like as, as I've told people before, I'm like, I think if a customer even creates a support ticket asking, you know, help with their homework, we'll, we'll probably help them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Last episode on Creator Clash, you guys chose the John Smith Legacy resource pack, and we did a live stream going over a lot of it. I believe Carl has uploaded it to our YouTube channel, so if you want to go back and watch it, you can. Some quick thoughts I had about it. There was a lot of detail in this resource pack, more than I was used to. It was very much an oversaturation of detail compared to the vanilla pack and i definitely didn't build in a way where it was an easy i want to say conversion to that resource pack i wouldn't ever just be able to turn it on on a previous build and everything look 100 percent correct right but if you were planning on building a medieval theme and you wanted to add a lot more life and theming to your build using this resource pack alone is beautiful yeah it seemed like a lot of blocks have that medieval look, mm-hmm. but then like some other ones like kind of looked a little cartoony and it might be because of the hard lines Yeah, in the detail. Hard lines are such a tricky thing to build with. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of the things I'm constantly looking at in a build palette, but to me, the one thing that stands out, the villagers were creepy though. <laughs> I, could, I liked the villagers. You liked them. I couldn't look a villager in the face to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. That's why I liked them. <laughs> okay because i couldn't really take him serious i just look at him like i'd laugh i, I kind of wish this guy would turn around and use the workstation instead of stare at me while i'm trading i just want to keep talking to him <laughs> i could see that from you mm-hmm. i was uh, a little disappointed though mm-hmm. though i made a big deal out of it the creepers the creepers had a crazy looking face too yeah but 
the footage I saw of this had creepers wearing headbands. And I made a big deal how how these creepers got headbands. They don't even have hands. Tie headbands on. Like, this this didn't make any sense. (laughs) I remember you going, how did they put the headbands on? They have no... Yeah, why they got headbands on. Just didn't make any sense. And then uh, on your version that you played, they didn't have. So I was a little disappointed, but also like, okay, this makes more sense. Maybe the zombies put them on for them. Maybe. Seem to travel with each other. All right, time to talk more bisect hosting. Jimbo, I think you had a couple questions you wanted to ask. Uh, yeah, before we started with the discussion, I wanted to ask Max how Bisex started, you know, where he was involved in it. Oh, man, this is a long time ago, but the short story is basically I had my own Minecraft server that I started due to the server that I used to play on just going down. And I've always been into technology, the Internet of Things. You know, if, if I'm at since since I got my first computer, if I'm at home, I'm on, you know, I'm at the computer. I'm not doing anything else. Mm-hmm. So that always interests me. So I was like, hey, like, how does this all work? You know, how, how do you host your server? So then, you know, I started hosting my computer. It was supposed to be temporary. My connection wasn't good enough. So I was like, let me try using a host and had it for a couple of weeks. And then I was like, all right, the server I used to play, you know, usually play on is back up. Time to go. But then all the other players on a the server, they're like, no, no, don't shut it down. Like, we like it. We already build stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh. And then I just felt bad. So I was like, all right, I guess I can keep it around for, you know, maybe a month or two. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for it. And then, uh, and then, yeah, that just kept growing. Then it kind of grew. We started to use, you know, upgrade to, dif- to different servers using different hosts. We, you know, first had shared hosting, then a VPS server, then a dedicated server. Then we actually bought our own hardware that we co-located. Mm-hmm. And all through that, like, entire journey, we kind of noticed that there is not really great customer support. And like, I love when like companies provide good customer support, always have. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why is it so bad? I'm like, we can definitely do a much better job. Like why, you know, like why are these people telling me to Google something? Like I'm using their service, I'm paying them money, like they should, you know, be more helpful. Right. So then I, that's how I went, you know, to the co-founder, Andrew, he's our CTO. So he's in charge of all like the tech side of things. And I'm kind of in charge of all like the business side of things. I mean, I was like, Hey, I'm like, we should try doing this ourselves. Like there's clearly a spot in the market for somebody that just provides much better support and that where we can stand out. And like, there's a couple of other features I had in mind that nobody had, like since day one, we've taken seven days of backups of every single Minecraft server. Smart. It's more common now, but you know, 11 years ago, nobody was doing that. And I was like, we should. And he was like, no, this is going to be like much more expensive. The server is going to be more expensive because we have to buy, you know, more hardware, more drives. But I was like, yeah, but it's worth it because like, I'm like, how many times have we, you know, screwed something up on a server and we're like, we're kicking ourselves because we like wish we could go back. And he's like, yeah, that's true. And then like, since they want people, like that was one of, you know, our customers' favorite features. Back then, it wasn't as fun though because we used to restore backups manually. <laughs> they had to create a support ticket. And obviously, like eventually, we added a system where they can do it themselves now. But yeah, so it just you know, kind of saw an opportunity, and then we went for it. I had a had a credit card to Newegg. I was like, let's buy a bunch of parts there. You know, if this if this fails, it's a lot of money. Um, I had bunch of student loans and i'm like this would be an <laughs> yeah. addition like having all this money on this credit card but it's you know it's not like it, it wouldn't be it would be tough it wasn't going to be like life ruining so mm-hmm. we went for it and then you know here we are today now 11 plus years later pretty wild it's again makes me think of minecraft and how it changed my life because i didn't really know what i wanted to do mm-hmm. and just like so many other people that or content creators are, are in the community one way or the other, and they're able to make, you know, make full for like living income, like from Minecraft one way or another. It's wild. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I can speak to the customer service because that's, that's originally why I had chosen Bisect Hosting is I was looking at all the different hosting servers at the time and customer service was always my book because I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was only hosting a server because I was playing on a server where people were getting bullied a lot and 
I was like, well, forget this. I'll just start my own because people were like, hey, yeah, do do that. Start your own and we'll come play. And I was, so I was like, I'm going to need someone who can hold my hand because I have no clue what's going on here. And choosing you guys made the process so easy and the server ran smoothly for years. It was it was amazing. And I would progress and I would learn. And like you said, I was editing mod packs myself and putting them in and going and yeah, it was it, it was great. It was a great experience. It, I felt I grew as a server owner every year. I had a ton of mods who really appreciated the access and ease of use for everything. So you jumping on the the customer service portion of it, brilliant. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like you know, every host you know can have. We can all use the same data centers. We can use the same internet providers. You know, if we're renting servers. You know, it'll be from the same people. Like we can, we we don't have access to special, you know, chips that no one else has. We don't have access to magical RAM that makes you know Minecraft servers run mm-hmm. better than anyone else. So I kind of laugh when there's like one host advertise zero lag ever. I'm like with Minecraft, I'm like you're like immediately lying to the customer because like yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and then. Even like Andrew, he would be like, maybe we should add something like that to their website. I'm like, no, I'm like, I just feel bad for even adding that or saying it because mm-hmm. it's Minecraft or like any game that you can add mods to or host yourself. Like you will run into issues. You will run yeah. into lag. It's just, you know, bound to happen. So kind of guaranteeing no lag is strange, but you know, right? it's like where I was like, where we can shine is the customer service is like when the customer is frustrated when they are having these issues. Yes, they're going to be upset. They're going to be blaming us. And, you know, instead of blaming them back saying, oh, this is not our fault. This is, you know, this is a issue with this. Like we never do that. We, you know, like you said, we do all the handholding they need. And mm-hmm. pretty much every single time, you know, once, once we resolve it, once it's explained, you know, we don't have to tell them that it wasn't an issue in our end. They kind of see it. They start to understand it more. Mm-hmm. They start to understand why the problem was caused, what it was caused by, how to resolve it. So, and they're like so thankful. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many times they thank our support staff in in the tickets for, and then you know, apologize for being mad for you know screaming the screaming at them in all caps and everything, and then just yeah, all those bad words. Yeah, and they just feel a lot more educated, and then in the future, if something like this comes up again, you know, they're able to handle it themselves. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, that that was something I definitely remember when I'd send a ticket for support and stuff. It wasn't just a, hey, I fixed it for you. It's a, hey, this is what happened. This is why it went wrong. This is how we're going to fix it. So I would learn from the process. And a lot of times I was fixing it before sending another ticket later. And I would only have to send tickets when I really was just frustrated. Yeah, we're always on, if we see like somebody from support, you know, because because we do get busy, you know, especially in weekends, like our support team works like extremely hard, like they truly do. So which sometimes, you know, it's sometimes it's laziness, sometimes it's super busy, but they'll be like, oh, I, you know, made a few changes on your server, like, please try now. And like, if we see that, we're always like, no, that's like a big, big no, like you cannot just tell them you made a few changes to check it. It's amazing. You fix the issue. But that doesn't educate the customer. It doesn't tell them what happened, why it happened. You know, that it's it's kind of at a like you're they're back to square one. So like it's it's always been super important for us to educate and ex- and explain to them because we you know we want them to understand because we much rather have a you know like yes they already we already have their money so so that we what we're not gonna care about them but like that's a hundred percent you know not true like we rather have. A customer that sticks with us for in the long term and not obviously that's that's great for business but also like it's amazing for that person because they're gonna learn so much more mm-hmm. because i feel like hosts have a huge responsibility just for the community because if we're losing customers because they're frustrated because they don't know how to do something they're just gonna leave and that's just bad for the entire community versus maybe you know for this person that we spend a little bit of extra time handholding 
explain it to them, it might like turn around their entire perspective of hosting a server. And then like, you never know, like they might be the next uh, like big developer of a plugin, a mod pack. There could be like a content creator in the future because they, you know, they mm -hmm. truly fall in love with it. But if instead, you know, they have a bad experience and leave, you know, not only they're going to leave us, they're, you know, potentially they'll just stop playing the game, which is, you know, bad for everyone. Like I've always said, this community is like a, it's like a, what, what goes around comes around. It's like a, you know, big circle. Like what we do can affect the game. Like, you know, what's going on with Minecraft, what's Mojang doing can affect us. Yeah. Like it, it's always a, right. it's like this one big giant ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're hitting it right on the head with hosting and stuff. When I decided to use you guys and start Comic Craft and everything, I was doing it for a while and I had someone come up to me and thank me. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, for the most part, I just considered I was just paying the bills. No big deal. I wanted to play with friends. So yeah, sure. Great. And they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. Like I work long hours. I have a hard job. I come home and all I want to do is play Minecraft with friends and you make sure I can play the game freely and fun and not have to worry about things like lag or someone just trolling my base and destroying it and stuff. And so I then took that responsibility seriously and having you guys had my back, making sure my server was running at the maximum ability made the process so much easier. No, this, I mean, like when people are in servers, it's their own, you know, they build their little online communities and they, uh, you know, become friends. Like some of them, you know, I've known people from my original server that I still talk to now. And it's like, I've never met them, you know, in, in real life ever, but it's still like, they feel mm -hmm. I, there's like closeness to it, no, no matter what. And then during COVID, like for what, around a year or so, it was amazing to be able to hang out with these people in some way, you know, you, you couldn't hang out with people mm -hmm. in person, but at least you were able to hang out with them online. So I think it was an outlet for so many people, even more than it is now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially going through a pandemic the last couple of years. It's been a massive thing. Definitely. Yeah, me and Duds haven't met in real life, and you know, we're, we're pretty close. Guaranteed me and Jimbo talk at least every other day. Mm -hmm. Are you guys at the same state, or how far are you? Uh, Pretty close, actually. Uh, East Coast. Yeah, we're about eight hours away from each other. And you guys never met? How long do you know each other? Jimbo actually joined Comicraft about a year before it ends, so how long has it been? Was it five or six years now? It has to be at least five. Oh my god, you guys, you guys have to meet. <laughs> mm hmm. Oh, eventually, we we wanted to do uh Minecraft Live. Yes, but it's an online thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. They do have uh tables for podcasts and Minecraft news in general, but uh, yeah, we we were hoping if they do have a live event in person, we'd be able to get a table, be able to do the show there. Yeah, be a lot of fun. Funny, I'm telling you guys, but like, you know, everybody that works for us is virtual. So until like earlier this year, or no, it was in uh, November, December. I, I don't remember. Um, but not, not too long ago, it was like, so before that, I've only met my business partner, Andrew, because, you know, at, the, at first I was like, look, I'm like, if we're doing this, like we should probably meet because he lives in the UK, by the way, and I'm in the US. So that made it, you know, mm hmm. Uh, it was a little bit more complicated, but I did meet him a few times, went to his wedding and everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. And, but I've literally never met any other single person at, you know, the entire company. And then we, we had a little, we have a bunch of people that kind of live somewhat close together on the east side of the country, like Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania area. So we like did a small get together and it was, it was great. Is really uh, I was like, wow. I'm like, I can't believe you know it took ten years for the for me to meet more than one person from the company. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, for us, Carl, our digital producer, he's in the UK also. And the crazy thing is, the reason Carl works so well with us is we basically call Carl a vampire. He's on US time. He's up during the night, sleeps during the day. Pretty sure he's a vampire. <laughs> yeah. So it just so happened our the way our times met up, we were constantly playing the game with each other. And then we started doing this podcast and Carl was like, hey, you know, all that stuff you don't like doing, like filling out descriptions in the show, doing thumbnails and stuff. Carl was like, oh, man, I love doing that. 
So And he's good at it. He's very good at it. It was actually super helpful for us, for Andrew to be uh, like, for us to be so far apart because when we started for the first, you know, like year, year and a half, it was just us. So like we were handling everything we were doing. Mm -hmm. Even back then, we still had 24-7 support, like since day one, but it was just me and Andrew. Like I would, you know, would cover the first basically 12 hours and he would do the next 24 hours and then. I don't know what would we have done if we both lived in the U.S. or both lived in Europe. Oh yeah. Thankfully, like the the distance, the time distance between us did help because you know I would be like, okay, it's uh, I lived on the east, like on the Eastern time back then. So I was like, all right, it's you know two o'clock my time was seven o'clock his time. So I'm like, time to go to bed and then do it all over next day. Man, yeah, that is pretty convenient. Convenient, yeah, but it was so much work because I also had like. Well, I had two jobs going to school, so it was a uh, it was rough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's true. That's why I had bad grades. <laughs> <laughs> I had one more question: the bisect hosting name. Oh yes, we got we got to go over that. Yes, where did that where did the name come from? Quick story is we used to be uh, we started as the Minecraft Host dot com. Mm-hmm. Then we got contacted by Mojang lawyers, and they were like. Ooh. Uh-uh, too official, even though you have plenty of companies now that have pretty na- close that, names that are pretty close to that, and, you know, they just look mm-hmm. past it. So then we became ProMinecrafthost.com, and at that point, then we were, like, adding more games other than Minecraft, and we were, like, probably for, you know, the long term, of for the company's sake, we should probably get rid of the name Minecraft mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. out of the company's name, while amazing for SEO. Not very good for, you know, for copy, possible copyright infringement or like Mojang having issues. Yeah. So then... No more lawyers. I wanted something that kind of like real word, but like made sense, but didn't make sense. Like you have a lot of these companies where you're like, the name is a, it's a like a real, real word or whatever, but you say it so many times, it like kind of, it just becomes that brand and nothing else. Right. Mm-hmm. We're obviously nowhere near that level. So then I was just like deep in like Google searching for like random turns. And I think what happened eventually is I Googled like mathematicals and like math- mathematical and science terms. And one of them was bisect, just like, which means like something is that's split into two parts. And I was like, kind of like how it sounds, bisect hosting. And then like, it's me and Andrew, the company's divided in two, was started by two people. Mm. And I'm like, let's just go with that. And then so not a very cool or exciting story, but. That's that's how it happened. No, I was asking because it, it does roll off the tongue. Yeah, it, it works. Like, you you know, you don't have to think right. twice about it. Also, unrelated or somewhat related, I'm very excited because I just got a custom license plate for my car that says Bisect because it was available. And I was very, very excited like a child. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You had to jump on that. Yeah, so I, I do want to remind the audience that Max is offering our community 25% off on any Bisect game servers for their first month. This is for new clients only. Visit bisecthosting.com slash TWE and use the code TWE at checkout to receive the discount. Again, one more time, thank you so much for the code, Max. Yeah, of course. Happy to do it for you guys. But I think that's going to do it for today's show. Before I have Jimbo read us out, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting the show. Our Milk Level patrons are Arrington, Omni, Bobo Plays Games, Fragile Rock, Loki, and Nathlek. If you too would like to get access to exclusive benefits and extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash the withering effect. And if you like the show, you can share it with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, rate and follow us so you never miss a future episode. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you'd like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com. Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord, where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links are in the show notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo, myself, and also our special guest, Max. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. No problem. Our digital producer is Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be, and the amazing music you hear throughout the show is created by the one and only Decoy. Everyone's social media info can be found in the show notes. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for getting withered with us. Probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys. 
Hey, you guys want to freak Carl out real quick? Let's do it. Hey, Carl, the backup computer, Audacity stopped working. I lost all of it. Oh. <laughs> Carl has just crapped himself. <laughs> oh, he doesn't even know it yet. He doesn't know it. He listens to it. One, we're pretty close to time as it is now. And because this has stopped working, I kind of want to wrap it up. So at least we can definitely have a backup for the post show. Oh, you weren't kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> the backup, like just straight up, I looked over and it, Audacity literally popped up and said, boop, there is an error with this program, uh, closed program. <laughs> yep. Oh, no.